First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we proudly bring to you the Tag Team Champions of the World, the Road Dog Drew BT, the Badass J-Dog White, the Two Beers Podcast. Woo! Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call oh, somebody. What's going True. on, bro? Yeah, sir. Feels, dude, it feels like just yesterday we were recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, so uh good good point on that. So um everyone, we, we are gonna be doing Peaky season five. We started it yesterday. There was a little incident in the White House. Um everybody's okay. There was an injury. We we had to abruptly stop. So we're 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 part way through it, and we're gonna figure out how to splice splice these things in. But uh, by that he meant his actual house because his last name is White. Uh, oh yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> that that definitely could have been mis, mis, misconstrued. <laughs> given, given uh, it, it's happened to me a thousand times in my life. So gotcha, gotcha, Whoops. gotcha. Anyway, um, all right, let's assume position, sir. Ready, three, two, one. All right, I am coming back in strong with the Trogues Nugget Nectar. Yummy, yum, 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 yum. Sack lunch. What you got? I Besides continuing to stri- strike out here in Jersey on this Nugget Nectar bullshit, I think at this point I don't even want it because it's insane that like it's just not in any beer stores. Oh, you want it. I do. You uh, want it. Actually, in my in my search for it though, I found a uh, another toppling Goliath uh, intergalactic warrior IPA. You ever try this one? I do not know. Is this one of those trick questions where you actually gave it to me by my fire? No, it... no. This is the first time I've ever seen one. It's got a, I guess it's like a ale or a mix of Captain Marvel slash Xena princess warrior on the can kind of thing going on. Um, so I'm trying to see what do we got going on. This is a solid percentage. Is this Galaxy and Warrior Hops join forces to create a beer with a bitter punch, big body, bold flavor, with a boost of citrus rind and just a kick of spiciness in the finish. Hmm. Sounds like one of my girlfriends in high school. Yeah, probably your only girlfriend in high school. Ho, but that bump. Um. On that let's note, um, what we got? On, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. Don't just talk about it. I uh, wow. You know what? It definitely uh, it definitely tapes. Le- tastes like warrior hops joined together with a uh, with a with a force of uh, bold flavor and uh, big body. Cool, cool. I like it. Awesome. All right. Well, what's on tap, man? All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna deep dive. Into the NFL divisional divisional playoff round, uh, Patrick Mahomes went down. This is uh, this opens the window here now. Um, we're gonna recap. We're gonna give some predictions for this coming weekend. 
Uh, we're going to hit a little bit on the NBA, um, 15, 15 games in, kind of where things are, where things stand, how they're looking. Um, some quick hitters on the NHL, uh, UFC, and uh, boxing, plus the uh, the world-famous parlay. I'm starting to think we need to start changing that up a bit. Uh, I'm all yours. And then uh, beer, beer two, we're going to, you know, in honor of the inauguration yesterday, we're going to talk best cinematic presidents of all time movies tvs it's gonna be yep. fun yep top five another one of our famous top fives looking forward we to gotta that. we gotta think of a name for that that segment the top fivers well, i mean it's open for sponsorship if anybody is interested <laughs> could be your ad here anyway yep. um okay man so um let's let's get into some nfl action um Last weekend there was there was four games to see who made the conference champion. Um, yeah, so um, first game was the Rams versus the Packers, and the the Rams uh, carriage turned back to a pumpkin. They they put up a fight though, like they they they, they did, did not they? go quietly into the night, which we'll hear a little bit later. Did they? Did they? Uh, I mean, it was it was within a it was within a touchdown in the uh, you know late yeah, in the third quarter. It yeah. was it was sure, it was enough sure, that we were yeah. worried about our uh, our parlay. I was been. not worried about that. That they won by 14, 32, 18. Aaron Rodgers was doing Aaron Rodgers things. Okay. Um, I mean, he was twenty three of thirty six for two hundred ninety six and two touchdowns, and they just they ran for like a thousand yards. So I mean, it was that was that was an easy one. Um. Then what was supposed to be the and it actually was a good game. It was just a little bit quirky the way it worked out. Was Bills Ravens? Um, one of us, I, I, no, not one of us. We both. It's a team game. Team game here. In our in our parlay, we had the Ravens with the points, um, but the Bills won seventeen three. Um, Ravens actually had a ton of yards. The, I, I know the, you were fired up about dude, it. The, the Ravens. The Ravens had more yards, more first downs. Uh, more third down conversions, basically more of everything, and somehow lost the game by what two touchdowns? Two touchdowns, yeah, seventeen three. Uh, so. One know, of them was start... a pick six. Lamar threw it that that interception on the goal line, and the well, I dude... mean, just Justin Tucker, Mister Automatic, misses two field. I, listen, I know it was windy. I know there was crazy wind, but this guy's a professional, man. I mean, he's got a not a professional. Down. He's the best kicker of yeah. all time. Like I love it's... watching that guy kick. Yeah, man, it's just it's just ridiculous. And he clanks too in the first half, which is crazy. Um, yeah. And then yeah, and then in the second half when uh, the game's uh, you know the game's still in flux a little bit. Or actually, what it was ten three, right? And then yeah, uh, yeah, Lamar, you know, they're inside the ten, and I I don't know what Lamar was doing, but just threw it right right to the Bills, and they just took it to the house a hundred a hundred and one yards. Uh, yeah. And then right after right right after that, Karen Lamar, Johnson. yeah, Lamar Lamar goes down with a uh, a concussion. <laughs> yeah, and that, of, he's out that of the game. quarterback they put in there was the dude from uh, the XFL, right? I don't even know. He looked just like Lamar though. He was wearing like the same like neck scarf thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it was. I'm pretty I, sure Tyler. I'm gonna Google that real quick, but I'm pretty sure that was the dude from. Uh, he he was like I don't know if he was the MVP, but he was like the darling of the XFL. Yeah, I, I mean I was I was upset that uh, I mean I, I was upset we blew the parlay because that was because we had hit the other two pretty easily. Um, but I really wanted 
I, I really wanted the Bills to win anyway, so I was hoping it was close enough that it would be, uh, you know, it, it, we, we Bills would still win and we'd still cover, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm reading through here. I don't see anything about the the XFL, so I, I'm I'm done. I must be thinking about somebody else. Darn. Thought I was cool, but I'm not. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So that. We lost that game. The Bills marched on. They are now at the knock, 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 knock on heaven's door, at the doorstep. Um, and they got a fighting chance now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought they did before. but um, and it, So well, getting to that, the next game was the Browns versus the Chiefs. That was the early game on Sunday. And that was a wide spread. It was, it, we had it at 10 before the weekend. Uh, it narrowed to 8 before the game. Yeah. And and um, I, I honestly I thought the Chiefs were going to cover it still, and really they were on their way to covering it. They were kicking a ton of field goals, but yeah. they were they were still on their way to, they were on their way to stretching it to twelve in the second half when, dun dun dun, dun concussion for uh, Mahomes, which that was a weird yeah. hit. Well, before like it, before you talk about that, because it was super weird. The biggest play of the game is with what was it? 30-something seconds left in the first half. I think it's 7... Is it 17-3? I think it's 17-3 Chiefs. Um, 13-3. Was it 13? Yeah, 13-3 Chiefs. Oh, no, no, you're right, 17. Yeah, 17-3 Chiefs. And the Browns are marching. Baker's throwing some really nice passes. And they're inside the 20. He He throws a pass to Higgins. And he's got open field... He's on the five, the four, the three. He he dives to the corner of the end zone to try to get the um, the pile on. And a Chiefs, I forget who it was on the Chiefs, the defensive player. He you know, he 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 makes a dive for the ball. He ends up hitting hitting a helmet to helmet, but Higgins fumbles the ball out of bounds in the back of the end zone. So instead of the Browns getting a touchdown and being down seven, getting the ball in the second half. They fumble it and get no points, and the Chiefs take over. Um, so it was pretty. I mean, one that's probably this might be the stupidest rule in in the NFL. Why? If not I, of I all think sports. Why? I just. I mean, why? I, if I, I you fumble you fumble the back of the end zone, why does the other team get the ball? What? Well, what? What's your proposal? I don't. I mean, you. What? Why not? Why not get the ball? Like we you, know, you fumble the back of the end zone. Why not get the ball in the you know the one yard line? Why? Why are you being rewarded for fumbling it in the most prime area? I don't know. I just don't like the rule. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. I you mean, would... if you if you if if you ran it through the back, if, like if it was, if it was run through the back of the end zone, you, you know what I'm saying on like a kickoff yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I, I hear you. All right. I mean, I I can't think of it. I, right? I don't. I'm not a fan of the rule. But the biggest thing was uh, clearly a missed helmet to helmet, which. I I, get, I know it's a, it's it's hard to call bet on the bang bang play, but I, I got a pretty strong feeling if it was the other way and the Chiefs were uh, making that dive to the pile on and a bit or a, a Browns player caught them helmet to helmet, that thing's getting called. Perhaps uh, it was definitely a missed call. I mean, either way. Uh, but yeah, so then that that was that was the big that was the big turning point I thought of the game. But then the second biggest turning point now comes with to your point, Mahomes Mahomes takes a, a weird shot. And uh, gets up and then basically is like, ho- or you know, hobbling around and then just like collapses to the to the ground. Yeah, well, it was like he wasn't even really hitting the head. It was just kind of like his head and neck were twisted, 
and that like threw off his equilibrium. Yeah. And and that was the strangest thing. And then he was just in concussion protocol. And it that reminded was with, me what nine nine minutes left in the third quarter. Something yeah, like it was a good chunk of game. I, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, because they were marching down and they they took a twelve point lead. Uh, even um, what's his name, Henny get, got like or actually I think they ran the ball a couple times, and got got within field goal range and kicked the field goal. So, um, you know that was. That, yeah, that that took it to a twelve point lead, but the Browns stormed back after that. They they captured the momentum, um, and, and made it a game. And then, you know the the, the you know the biggest call, Cajones for uh, um, Reed Andy Reed was uh, you know fourth and one at the end of the game, first down wins it, um, and they had Tyreek Hill just run that little out route and Henny threw that that little pass one you know easily got the one yarder which they said they had ran like what a couple weeks earlier and and it worked and so you know shame on uh cleveland for not being ready for it if they ran it just a few weeks earlier but uh i mean i i I think the whole world thought that they were just lining up there to try to draw them off sides and we're going to just take the either call a timeout or just take the penalty and then punt it away oh not me i knew i i I thought they were going to play they were were on their own 30 with i didn't think they were going to I know, but I didn't think they were gonna run it. I thought it was ah. their own thirty. It was like it was it was like around like the forty something. But I yeah, mean, I mean even, it was even even still. I, no, it I, was yeah, it was no. But I I thought they were. Here's what I thought they were gonna do: RPO, um, a run up the middle, or they had a fourth down conversion. It was Chad Henney's first play in the game where he it's that you make it look like you're gonna run up the middle, but you pitch it to the running back to the outside. Uh, but, which, by the way, how hilarious was it that Williams was the one getting the call and Le'Veon Bell like barely touched the ball? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I-, I thought they were going to do either that pitch play, dive up the middle, or an RPO where Henny would either run if it was open or maybe like a little dink pass to a tight end over the middle or something like that. Not well, I was, like I, I... not like. Dude, I mean, let's be realistic. And you throw an out route in any part of the field, and like it could. I mean, if the defense is on their p's and q's, it could be a pick six the other way. So I mean, I I, t- I was talking to my two buddies, uh, Kevin and Teddy, before the play, and uh, they were you know question. I'm like, guys, it's Andy Reid. We're not. They're not. They're not running the ball here. <laughs> like that's not. That's not what. Try <laughs> after after all his his tenure here in Philadelphia. Like that's Andy Reid doesn't want to run the ball. I just I, I'm. I just figured they're punt, they're punting it. They're gonna put the Browns deep in their own territory with no timeouts, and they gotta score they gotta score a touchdown in less than forty seconds to win the game. Uh, I I couldn't believe they took a chance with a backup quarterback uh, throwing any kind of pass there. That, I, that I was mean, just me. The well the the play call shocked me. I was like I would never have thought to call that, and it was brilliant. But like I said, I, I thought it was one of those three options that was coming. But um, man, that's why they're good. That's and, right, and, and and now um i almost said russell wilson patrick mahomes is he's practicing dude they gave him all the first team snaps did he did he clear has he cleared all, all not yet but 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 they literally didn't even give henny any first team snaps so i mean okay. they're i guess he's gonna yeah. play i mean i did the, the, the nfl will make sure that uh everything goes according so that mahomes is playing yeah and sure. did you hear colin coward say that they if if mahomes isn't ready to play they should just delay the game until he's ready to play that's that's ridiculous <laughs> That's the most that's that's the most ridiculous thing like ever. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. 
Like, yeah, let's 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 do that. Um, uh, I, hey, by the way, PJ Walker was the MVP of the of the XFL, and I I was conflating uh, him with with that uh, Huntley fun, guy. Fun story. Yeah. Anywho. Um, so then that takes us takes us to the uh, to the battle of the aged goats, right? Yeah. So, um, I yeah, Bucks versus Saints, and this was the one I was sure this was going to come down to a controversial ending. Yeah, you were saying that last week. Um, I was sure of it, but dude, I mean, did not at all like Bra- like Brady, and this was one where when I said the Packers ran for a thousand yards, I mean Tampa Bay just just could not be stopped and so and yeah like Bra- brady only threw for 100 brady honestly 18 of 33 for 199 yards and two touchdowns not spectacular but like they just ran the ball yeah. uh well that and breeze 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 gave them a really good field position a few times there with some of those those picks yeah breeze had three picks the 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 uh um uh the the trick play with uh winston the 56 yard bomb that was awesome that was a really good play yeah um, um i hope he gets a chance dude i know like i know he's, he's easy to clown on who famous like, james <laughs> yeah but like and, and like he brings it on himself a lot but like he's not a bad guy he's just a little bit of a goofball and like i was a fan of his at florida state just because i like two sport athletes like yeah. i hate when people tell them like you can't do that and it's like why if the dude is an awesome pitcher and can go out and play football too. Like, uh, why are you telling him that he can't? So I was, I was always kind of in his corner, and like, I hope he gets a chance again. And he had a, I mean, yeah, a, I'm sure he will. I mean, he had a ridiculous amount of interceptions, but like, if he, if he can cut down on his interceptions, he was, like, I think he was the his first stats ever, were ridiculous. I think he was the first ever quarterback in the thirty thirty club. Yeah, probably. I remember. Yeah. I think I remember Bill Simmons actively cheering for it as it was happening. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 30 dude, touchdowns, thirty interceptions. I think he had. That's what I mean. I think he had 40, 40 touchdowns and like five thousand yards that year and like thirty interceptions. interceptions. Like it was, it was absurd. But um, it was just last year. It wasn't. It wasn't even crazy. It literally, was like last year that it happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I, I um. So I mean, I, yeah, I'm we'll re- see. I'm sure he'll, he'll he'll get a chance. We'll see. I hope so. The the Taysom the Taysom Hill thing isn't gonna that's not gonna last whatever that bullshit exper- experiment is that they want to do so they're gonna have to do something at quarterback so it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Winston is a transitional guy next year yeah and I think and Bra- we'll, I think we'll, we'll see Breeze how even great, said how to him great, like it's your uh, team now but we'll see how great Sean Payton is yeah, loser exactly. couldn't even they couldn't even get it done at home huh. yeah uh, so I I did I just want to point out I did get um what because when we were talking about the parlay i actually had the packers game and the bucks game and i would have had the chiefs game except for the injury but i all that clowning on me for for the parlay the past couple times i put up two winners you were good yeah me, me, meanwhile we uh we were joking about pounding the lakers blind and uh they ended up winning by like 18 points. yeah plus plus uh and we'll get into the parlay but you know the pens came through but anyway back to the nfl um yeah man i um so i mean that that leads us to this week um where we got um packers versus Brady rogers yeah yeah and actually let me pull it up which one of these is first it's packers bucks first 305 on sunday and then uh bills and chiefs is at 640 on sunday um so yeah man i what are you thinking here about the nfc 
Uh, I think Brady's going to do it. <laughs> do you really? I, I think they're going to Listen, uh, the, the, the Packers should win this game. Aaron Rodgers should put all the criticisms that he's gotten, justifiably so, the last, like, five years behind him and win this game. Like, the Buccaneers' defense is not that great. Um, he's hey, got they're the pretty run- good. I mean, they're okay. He's got he's got the run game. He's he's got himself, and um, they got home home field. They should win this game. It shouldn't even be a question. I I think I think they're gonna choke, and I think Brady I, I think Brady and the Bucks are gonna are gonna get it with the NFC. Brady's first year in there. Oh, I, I really I, do. I I wouldn't hate it because honestly, after all these years of hating Brady, like I it feels like. I'm at the point where I feel like I'm watching MJ. Like he's, this dude's 43, and I know he didn't have a great game last game, but like, he's freaking 43, and he just put up like, what, 4,300 yards and 43 yeah. touchdowns or something. I mean, that, whole like, whole new first. He he became the Bucks' all-time leading uh, touchdown <laughs> touchdown uh, quarterback in one season. Um, did he really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's he's in a whole new set because everybody was like the big question. That can't coming be in. right because Jameis no, Winston it, was there for more than one year, wasn't I, he? I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Like he, I'm pretty sure he wait, said, for, he, a, wait, single season or all time? Yeah, single season. Oh, I oh, thought yeah, you sorry. meant all time. No, I'm single, like, what the no, hell? No, single season. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because the big question coming into the season with the split was, you know, was Brady, you know, who was more of a product to who, Belichick or Brady? And uh, you know, Brady's Brady's playing in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Now, granted, um, I mean it was uh, like kind of a stacked team, but still, he played. I mean, so offensively, good. but you know, you said at the beginning of the year, it's a Bruce Arians team where the offensive line is is suspect, and you know they're they're going to just sit back and throw it a bunch of times. Yeah, and, and how not... about AB actually like not collapsing the team? Yeah, we we gave we, him four and a half games, and he's still yeah, there. He, and and he's playing well and meshing in. They've all meshed. It's it's been wild, but yeah. I, um, I'm taking the Packers. Um, you know, I just, I, I just think it's like, like I said at the beginning of the playoffs. I think it's just Aaron Rodgers' time, and probably. Well, I don't know if he was the MVP. Did when did they, when do they name the MVP? Do you know? I think it's the, I think it's the night before the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl weekend is when they announce that stuff. Okay. Typically. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think that, um, I, I, I think that yeah, he was 40, probably Brady, MVP. Brady had, Brady had forty touchdowns this year. Forty six. 46, 4,600 yards and 40 TDs. 4,600 yards. My gosh. Yeah. 40 TDs, dude. Oh, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going pack. Uh, I, I think they get it done. I think I think Rodgers finally goes to another Super Bowl. Um, and um, what are you thinking with uh, – wait, are, by the way, are there fans up in Green Bay? Uh, Wisconsin, there, I, I think. I think there is, back. yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I think I'm there is, sure right? There some last year. Yeah, last I thought week, so yeah. too. And then yeah. Chiefs, Bills. Um Again, I had Bills at the beginning of the playoffs, and I'm I'm sticking with them, man. I I I um I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win flat out. And I think Mahomes being shaky only kind of yeah. That's 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 not, the not, that's that's the only thing that has me concerned is Mahomes. Um, I'm still gonna go Chiefs. Just I mean, I'm not. Well, you you say that's the only thing that had you concerned, but I'll tell you what. Against the Browns, they were kicking a bunch of field goals, sir. They were kicking a bunch of field goals. Cool. So uh, cool. I, I think, I, dude. I mean, it's how many how many teams go to back to back to back Super Bowls? Not not, not a lot. Not and many. certainly Patrick Mahomes is great enough, and 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 the Chiefs are good enough to do it. 
to be one of those teams, but not a lot of teams do it. So I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just until the, until they the Bills lose. are just go ahead. I like, dude. I love, I love the Bills. I love Bills. Mafia. I know. I don't know why you keep picking against them. You love the Bills. <laughs> I do. I, I do. They're a cool star. I just like I said. I thought. I thought the Ravens were just coming in. They got hot at the right time. And again, look at they, they basically outperformed them in every aspect of the game. And they, Not they, every, and they lost. In a couple aspects of the game. Uh, more I mean, more yards, more first downs, more third down conversions. I mean, those are those are the big things that typically, you know, first downs and third down conversions, the team that usually has most the most of those, and you know, the turnover battle obviously wins the game. And they got two out of three and they only scored yeah. friggin' six points. Anyway, um, I just yeah until the Chiefs lose I'm I, I'm picking the Chiefs. Mahomes is too good, Reed's too good of a coach, and they just like those guys. Like, their skill players are just so good that well, until they lose, then you are not going to be able to pick them after they lose. So I don't know. Like that was the well. That's what I'm saying. When they lo- if they lose if they lose this year, the next year I won't just keep picking the Chiefs. Oh, okay. until uh, until 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 they end up losing games. We're getting like, some next year predictions in on this pod. Yeah, I mean it is what it is, man. I mean, yeah, I'm Chiefs, just busting your balls. Now that so I, I yeah so we're actually going opposite here. You got Bucks, you got Bucks Chiefs. I got uh, Packers Bills. Yeah, yeah. I've um, seen I've seen some people on on social media talk about how, you know, basically Brady owned the Bills in that division for so many years, and if the Bills finally make the Super Bowl and have to go up against Brady, it'd just be like, oh, it my would be really God. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, we're uh, it's uh, seven. Seven five right now in our head to head. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. So how how is so that we're, possible? So we're because... seven. So we're seven five. Um, I have I have I had Green Bay and the Saints. You had Green Bay and the Saints. Both had Green Bay winning. So that's a wash. Uh, you had the Bill. We you. I had Ravens Chiefs. You had Bills Chiefs. Wait, here's the way I looked at it. You had me by two coming out of the first weekend, and then. I had the Bills, you had the Ravens, so I got you there. And then you had uh, the Saints, and I had the Bucks. No, and you didn't have the Bucks. You had the Saints. Yes, I did. No, you had Green yes, Bay. Yes, I did. Dude, you had Green Bay Saints, bro. Wait, are we, are we do we go by our original prediction or what we? What yeah, we do no, no, next no. This week? is by our original predictions. Not we're not resetting, oh. we're not resetting it. No, no. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah. I, I I was very interested to see what your rules were by the time. No, we, we were just so. no, we were just we we did the, we did the full we did the full bracket gotcha. from, the, from the beginning. So uh, I I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. So, but okay. you have but your here's your here's your here's your outside chance to catch me because you have Kansas City Bills with the Bills winning and then winning the Super Bowl. I have Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. So if the Bills, if the Bills get both, then you I have the Packers winning the Super Bowl, dude. No, you took the Bills, dude. No, I did not. I t- oh, you're I said- right. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You're right. Green Bay. My bad. My bad. You're right. So there's your chance. There's your chance. If the, if the Bills, if the Bills beat the Chiefs and Green Bay wins, then uh, I think we tie. Yeah. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I got it, dude. I got I got it mixed in with my agendas and the predictions. You're right. I got gotcha. you. I have Kansas City Green Bay with Kansas City winning. You have the Green Bay versus the Bills with Green Bay. So winning. that's the original. So are we both on our original predictions now, or like? The- yeah, it's still all original. This is all original. Oh, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I mean, I mean, based on like after reviewing this week, or, like what actually happened. Like you, because yeah. now, because you just said for now that we know the teams, you said Buccaneers and Chiefs. But what yeah, was but your I'm not ri- changing. We're not changing. We're not. We're not changing. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. So what was your original one? Packers and Chiefs. Packers, Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Was yeah. your original one? Yes. But then, for, but for, now for this week, 
So next week I'm you changing. get to say, yeah, well, I'm changing who I think is going to win. <laughs> you get to well, say, you, you get to yeah. say you're right either way next week. No, I mean, well, it for the our, I mean, the gentleman's bet is what matters. Like I don't give a uh, shit about I, predicting it now. I gotcha. Okay. I mean, I it was it was it was a no brainer when I thought the Saints were going to beat the Bucks because the 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 almighty Peyton and Breeze or Breeze combo can't win on the friggin' road more than one time in uh, in in twelve years. So or however long they've friggin' been together. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be fun. I think they're gonna be good games. Uh, I'm looking forward to both of them. Spreads each each one's three three points. So for the home teams, I got um yeah. I, I use the app of the score. Um, I'd have to pull up my betting app, but this one has Packers three and a half, and then Chiefs three. Um, I'll try and pull that okay. up as as we're talking. But um, yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to them. Oh, you know what? Um, I'm not gonna be able to pull it up because I have other stuff pulled up. But anywho, um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them. Um, ho- hoping to be able to watch as much as possible on Sunday. Yeah. It should be fun. Um, sweet, sweet. Um, well, anyway, you wanted to give us the pulse on um, what's NBA going on in the action. NBA through 15 yeah, games. Um, How many games? Are they playing 72 games this year? It's going to be 72 games. So they're They've 15 only, games well, into na- 72. That's proposed. The proposed. Now, they only, they, only let, or they only released the first half of the NBA schedule, so... Um, you know, they'll be working through the, the second half after, you know, they, they reassess kind of where everything is with COVID and, uh, um, you know, vaccines and whatnot. Okay. But it's been, uh, it's been interesting. So uh, you know, there's some really hot teams right now. Um, well, first we can talk, we can talk about the, uh, the grumpy boys experiment over there in Brooklyn. Um, two and one, two and one since the Harden trade, uh, I was gonna say, you know what? I I kind of want to get back on on the wagon. I, I'm I'm re-switching for the yeah. Nets. Yeah, I'm re-switching. You know okay. why? Just because exactly what I said. Uh, Harden. I mean, why hate on the guy? He's he's got the sweet dad bod. He's got the awesome beard. Addicted to strippers. I mean, it's kind of annoying how all of a sudden Kyrie was like, "Nah, you know what? I'm actually good to go now." And he did gave that interview where he has his head in his hands and st- I, nope yeah I, look i yeah. what whatever like i know he, like he's his own like he, we've never had an animal like this before but like oh like just this guy just like nails on a chalkboard for me and then yeah. our our, Jan- uh, our our buddy lou said that was that was some that was some shit that his like 12 year old nephew would do like when he was in trouble like if he was like as he was getting in trouble by his oh, parents yes good yeah thank you lou that was well said but uh i the other thing um oh the other thing about harden is like just um to bring up another uh wolf Ferrell character but um he like he when the way he insulted his teammates and said oh, you God, know he, loser. Yeah. <laughs> he was like yeah, I didn't. He's like, I, I didn't. Uh, he, I didn't offend them. He's I, like, yeah, I didn't. All, dis- all I, I didn't said, di- I, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't disrespect them. All I said was that they weren't good enough to win anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that just I reminded me of. I didn't. Wait, which didn't, character yeah. was it where he was like, he was like, I said with all due respect. Due respect. Was, that, Ricky, was that Ricky Bobby? Bobby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he said he didn't disrespect his teammates or the organization. Um, and because, he says that they weren't yeah, good enough to win anything. Yeah, because because coming <laughs> like, like like coming in like thirty pounds overweight, playing like an asshole. Like I, I told you, like, like, I'm just I'm on it just for the for just for all, all the ridiculousness. Oh, yeah. he's I'm, like, I'm back he's, on yeah, it. Yeah, he's, like, uh, he's like my 
He's like, yeah, like, you know, it doesn't matter how how many games we were in. Uh, those guys are new. <laughs> like, they they don't they, you know they haven't been there. It's like that's that's not relevant. Like like either you're talk you're literally talking about them right now in the present. Spearmint Rhino. Um, you know, and then he's Spearmint you know, Rhino. That's dude, when I'm gonna cheer when he's on the court. Uh, Let's he's go. Such a, he's such. A, listen, he's a great player, but he's such a loser, man. Um, I know. That's why I love it. I'm just, he, I just, I just want to be on the team bad guy. Yeah. Let's and do then, it. like, you know, Shaq and these guys were basically like calling him out for for that bullshit. And you know, <laughs> he used he used an out of context like Dwayne Wade, uh, you know, Instagram post to like basically say, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I thought we were supposed to uplift each other, but you know, some me- some of these so some of these former players and media don't want to do that. Uh, it's oh, okay. said so, like you want to uplift uh, yeah, young black bad. men we don't or something. But like, it was so dumb. It's like. Dude, like, this has nothing to do with that. Like, Shaquille O'Neal literally just said, you know, what you did was unprofessional, and you said you gave everything to the city, but, like, they gave you everything you wanted. You wanted Dwight Howard, you wanted Chris Paul, you wanted Russell Westbrook, you wanted shooters, and you still didn't get it done. Like, you didn't get it done, dude. Um, and, like, that's what, and that's the truth. Like, you know, and then you forced your, what you signed your hundred and, or two hundred million dollar deal, and then you were, you acted like a child to get your, get your way and get off the team. So, Spearman, anyway, Rhino. I'll tell you, well, listen, I'll, I'll say this. They lost to the Cavs last night, the first time with all three of them back. Kyrie and KD, double overtime. Colin Ky- Sexton, 42 yeah, spot. Yeah, Ky- Kyrie and KD each put up like 38. Harden had like 20. Um, you know, the biggest thing with Harden so far, and he's he's done it a little bit. The only thing that I'm looking for in these games um, is how he's moving without the ball. Because I think we talked about it on the pod with the trade happen. It's like he can't just stand around like he did in Houston when he doesn't have the ball. Because it's, it's just not going to work with the limited talent that they're going to have outside those big two, the other big two. And they need to create for each other. Like, he just needs to be active. So when it was just him and Durant, he did it a little bit. Um he didn't do it a ton last night, although it was pretty hilarious. And this is my, I was joking with my, my Nets buds last night. Um, in regulation in the last, probably the last minute, minute 20, um, they're down one or two points. And Kyrie takes two shots and Harden takes a shot. Kevin Durant doesn't even touch the ball in the last like minute and 20 in a one possession game. And I'm just like, well, that, that went over really well for him in Oklahoma City. So they got nothing to worry about. Yeah, um, exactly. That's yeah. why I said, dude, they're, they're honestly better off if Kyrie just stays away wherever he wants to. Well, do. That, like, well, that's not true. They need to. They they'd have to like get something for him because if he just doesn't play, like they are incredibly. No, be, no, because then in the last minute twenty, you have Kevin Durant not touching. Yeah, the but ball. they have no that's, depth. The rest of the game. I know they have no depth, but I'm just saying in terms of getting maximum out of your stars, like anyway, that's too many people. That's too many. Yeah, too um, many mouths to feed. I'll yeah, be curious I, to see what they if do. They got anyway, any, if they yeah, got anything for trading him, like you said, for any kind of depth, that that would be the move, in yeah, my my um, humble opinion, now that I'm back on the train. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they're 2-1 since the trade. We'll see We'll see how that goes. Uh, some hot teams, man. Um, Western Conference, the Clippers quietly have reeled off five straight. So they're, they're in first in the West at 11-4. and four. Um, They have the tiebreaker with the Lakers, who just had a big win against the Bucs. Um, the Utah Jazz have six straight wins. I, it's so funny because like the Jazz, I I, I have a bias against the Jazz because of Donovan Mitchell. Um, just because people that hilariously thought he was in any way close to being a rookie of the year over Ben Simmons. Um, but like they like they have a great regular season team. Um, I just don't think they have any shot in any legitimate playoff series. We saw it last year um, against the the Nuggets in the summer league. 
but they're they you know they've they've rolled off some wins and the Grizzlies man they got five straight uh John Morant's back from that whatever I I thought the worst I thought it was either uh he blew out his knee or he tore his Achilles um you know on that one play a couple weeks back luckily it was just a you know a rough ankle sprain but they're uh you know they got five straight they're seven and six now sitting in the seven in the west and uh the Warriors are uh, seven, uh, seven and three since uh, Draymond Green came back. So, um, like I said, if 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 Steph and Dray or if Steph and Draymond play sixty games together, that team better make the playoffs. Um, you know, there's no you know there's no excuse for again for Curry. He's, Curry's been outstanding all season. Um, he's shooting the lights out. He just he hit some huge daggers against the Lakers. Um, you know, it's been fun to watch watch him back on the court and Dray. Draymond just is so smart playing. Like it's our our buddy Mikey and me were watching the game one night and uh, brought up how like Draymond just like gets so pissed because you can just tell that Wiggins and Ubre have no idea how to play basketball and they're like <laughs> cut they're like cutting in lanes where like Steph is supposed to be getting wide open shots and they're screwing it all up and he just like holds the ball and looks at him like what are you doing? Um, it's really fun. Really fun. I've never had to guys. play like real like actual like team basketball at the Oh yeah, and like the before. Warriors don't don't just do like the pick and roll bullshit that every other yeah. team does. Like they actually yeah. run a legitimate Use lanes. offense. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, so it's uh you know, it, you just can't kind of like skate by, but but they've all kind of like Wiggins and Ubre have settled in a little bit now that like they now don't have to be playmakers and the number two option. Like Draymond, not even the number two option, but like Draymond commands the offense for them off the ball. And then um, plays off a step, so now they can kind of shift back to their natural roles as like legitimate role players and not having to do too much and getting other guys to set them up. Um, so they're looking, they're looking okay. I, I, I'd like, I, you know, Wiseman has had some flashes. I'd, you know, I'd like to see him start to, you know, have the game slow down a little bit. But you know, he's still only a 18, 19 year old kid. Um, so that's the West. Like I said, the Clippers are probably um, the Clippers and the Jazz. Like I said, they've been streaking. Um, in the East, the Knicks are still holding on to a playoff spot, which is just hilarious. My man Julius Randle is crushing it. I can't, I can't wait to see who overpays and gives up like two first round picks for him. It's gonna be great. Uh, Cavs have rolled off a couple wins. They're that would sick. mean that the Knicks actually do a smart deal, sure. and that's just not gonna happen. Well, I think they should keep him, so that's why I think they'll probably lo- they'll probably uh, trade him away. Um, and the si- Sixers are sitting on top of the East at ten and five right now, despite their, uh, you know all-star uh acquisition uh you know stir uh seth seth curry uh being out of commission still uh from his from his covid uh covid exposure um but they've been reeling off some wins you know joel is playing at a incredibly high level he's probably the front runner for mvp right now um through 15 games i haven't had a chance to really watch them but i saw you had 40 some points the other day oh yeah i mean well that's why i don't like the salt like when I when we talked about the preview with your brother, like I I don't worry if they get matched up with the Celtics, like they don't scare me because they just they don't they have no shot with him. Like last year they swept them in the playoffs, but like Ben Ben Simmons didn't play; he was out. So like you know that's you know the way that team was constructed, like losing Ben Simmons, like you might as well just throw in the talent. Like you had no shot of beating that team. Um, yeah, and what we got Pacers eight and six. You know they're they're going to be uh, unfortunately cat you. Know, uh, Cavers Levert is uh as isn't playing yet. They um as part of his physical, they they detected a mass on one of his organs, which I don't I don't know if they ever came up with uh what that I, was. I thought he was out for the year after that. 
I gotta no? check. I I haven't checked. It's just you know, hopefully he's okay. Um, you know that. You know, I mean, you know, luckily somebody they you know somebody caught that early, so you know he can get treated. Um, that's really it. Only other story I got: Zach Levine's been balling. You know, I'll be curious to see if the Bulls, who were, you know, a couple games under five hundred as usual, if they end up pulling the trigger and trying to trade him to get some assets for him, if they're not going anywhere. But yeah. that's that's all I got for the NBA. Cool man. I do next. Yeah. I think I think next week we might do a fun uh, what if what if game with the NBA. Our all time what ifs. Do something fun. Mix it up. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Is next weekend Super Bowl week? They have a week off. It's a week off. I think. I don't think they changed that, right? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Um. I but doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cool man. Well. Um. Let's put a bow on that because I've been criticized that we use that transition too much. So let's just just. I mean, I just it over. I think I used it loop, once, swoop, and, you, and pull. I think I used it once for one segment, and uh, you just use it for every segment now. But loop, I like it. swoop, and pull, bow right there. I wet my own ass. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so before getting to the parlay, just a couple other notes from around sports. NHL, there are only a couple games in. Nothing crazy emerged yet, really, but they're already starting to miss games from COVID. And I read that the the Capitals were fined because they don't want the players um, hanging out in the hotel together, not wearing masks. So even hmm. though they're like playing together and all that, if they're in the hotel, they can hang out together, but they have to wear masks. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's like so, like. These dudes are on lockdown, man. And so, yeah, the Capitals got fined for that. But um, uh, only a few games in. But they're, the team's are already starting to miss games because of COVID. They're already yeah. starting to, the delays. Um, Flyers looking good. 3-1-1. One, and one. I don't know if they... Yeah, uh, yeah Flyers looking good. That's they, who, they, uh, got, they got two against the Pens in the opening series. Um, and then also, just real quick, um, McGregor is fighting in the UFC again first time in a while i i dabble in ufc um i'm honestly thinking about getting this one so it's it's at 10 o'clock on saturday on espn plus poirier too yeah is that who he beat his last fight is that this is the rematch? i don't know if that was his last fight or not that's a great question but uh, this is the second time he's fighting this guy and it's 70 bucks um and it's it's in abu dhabi on fight island fight island so there are fans um and um I, I was watching an interview with McGregor and his kids are bopping around and he's he's like it's much different than the guy we were used to. Yeah. Although he's still I mean, at the same time, he's still the same in his core and he's still ready to like, you know, kick this guy's butt and just like, you know, kinda of rub his nose in a little but yeah. I, I I gotta say that I, I do love the ESPN commercials anytime he's fighting where they just put in a they do like his highlight package and his interview package with uh, Eminem's "Guess Who's Back" song in the uh, in the background. It's pretty. Yeah, pretty I, dope. I I gotta see what's going on Saturday night, but I, I might pull the trigger. I might uh, for seventy yeah. bucks. I, and I don't even know who's on the rest of the card. I th- a guy named Hooker, and you know what? I don't. I, I don't. Hookers. I don't. I know, and I don't super follow MMA, but I think that guy's half decent from what I remember. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've seen his fights before, but um i don't know I, I i might i might do that i might i might yeah I, I i've just never really been able to get into the ufc i remember the first time i watched one it was like andrew Luck's like last college game it was like usc versus uh stanford 
And, like, I just wanted to watch him. And I was at my buddy Anthony's house, and he had a bunch of, you know, his brother had some friends over. We had some buddies over. And they wanted to watch this. I can't remember who was in the main event, but they were all psyched for this UFC fight, waiting for it to start, waiting for it to start. I'm like, guys, we're missing, like, possibly, like, the next, like, Joe Montana, like, you know, can we, like, are are we really going to watch this this thing? And they're like, dude, it's going to be awesome. It starts, and we missed, so we missed basically the whole luck game waiting for this crap, and it lasted, and the fight lasted maybe 13 seconds. I was so pissed. I was like, this is, the, this, this is what we missed Andrew Luck for, like 13 seconds of bullshit. Like, I just, I just, I could never get into it after that. I always have a jaded opinion when I watch it. Yeah, so, cool, cool outside story. Outside of Rousey. Cool yeah, story, a, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it um, is a cool story. <laughs> anyway. You're, right. Uh, you're did, right. I'm glad you agree. It was a cool story. Uh, did you want to touch on boxing? I, I did, yeah. It's some, it's some, some big news today, man. So, uh, you know, we just had Canelo fight, um, geez, December 18th. So about a month ago, Canelo fights. And he's already, after not seeing him for, you know, over, over a year and some change. And now he's already got another fight. Uh, he just signed... Uh, February 27th, he's going to defend the uh, WBC and WBA super middleweight titles. Can you tell me what weight class that is? Super middleweight? Is it uh, 160? 166. 168. 166 doesn't exist. Stop saying that. (laughs) He's. uh, I'm sure some people weigh 166. (laughs) He's fighting uh, some guy, Yildrum. I have no idea who that is. That goes beyond my expertise. Um... So, but that's good. You know, it's, it's going to be on the zone. It's going to be in my, I believe it's going to be in Miami stadium. Um, so they're going to have a, a decent turnout of fans. I think, I think Florida allows 25,000. Um, so, wow. you know, that'll be cool to see him back again. Uh, and then he is expected to have a third fight then in May, which is just nuts that you're going to see Canelo three fight fights three in times. the first half of the year. That's, that's like Navarrete territory. Um, it really is. Yeah, and that's going to be a fight probably with uh, either Joe Saunders or Colette Plant, the you know the number now the number two and three contenders at 168. Now that Callum Smith's uh, fallen, fallen victim to to Canelo, so that's going to be pretty cool. Um, the other another the other fight that was announced today are our boy uh, Better Beef baby. He's uh, after after a re- his fight got pushed back because of an injury and then pushed back because uh, of COVID, uh, Saturday March twentieth he's gonna he's gonna defend his unified light heavyweight championship against uh, Denise. So I don't know him either, but um, you know it'll be a nice tune up fight. the The thought is if he wins that fight and Joe Smith wins his upcoming fight here in the next couple of weeks, uh, those guys are going to fight for uh, for three belts, which would be pretty cool because they're both top ranked, so it should be easy to get done. One seventy five. Uh, I was going to say, can you tell me what that what that weight class is? One seventy five. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And we yeah. haven't seen we haven't seen him fight since you uh, you wouldn't man up and drive six hours to come watch him fight in Philly against uh, I think it was Alexander Galanquin, not Galanquin maybe. Um, Teddy or Teddy Atlas man is was his manager. Um, they were unifying the titles in Philly, and uh, you know our our boy Lomachenko was doing a meet and greet, and I really wanted someone to go with me. And I only have like two friends, and nobody would come. So uh, it was like our buddy go for prom night. Nobody was satisfied. So awesome. But speaking of which, any any thought? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hold it back, but I couldn't. <laughs> Oh, 
wanted to keep it going. Of, uh, of, I couldn't find a way of wheeling them in this pod, so I had to keep it going. Um, yeah, that, that was creative. It was good. Thank you, thank you. So anyway, is there any other cool. boxing news, or should we? Well, get... I, wanna, I did want to touch base because we haven't talked about it. Uh, and you know, for anyone that's new to the podcast, you know, yeah, you know, we'd love for you guys to go back and listen. But yeah, you know, I know that's a commitment to go through. Geez, we're fourteen. Fourth, this is episode fifteen. So fifteenth yeah, week, episodes, man, dude, yeah. it's nuts. Um, Going strong. So our first two were obviously Lomachenko Lopez fight was heavy. Well, the first was previewing the fight, and the second one was recapping it. Um, you know, Lomachenko after after the fight, you know, he kind of went back. He went and had a surgery on his uh, on his right shoulder, and then he went back to uh, to the Ukraine. He he did it. He actually set up an interview. Uh, you know, he doesn't do a lot of interviews. You know, he doesn't he doesn't trash talk. You know, he's very similar to Terence Crawford. And kind of how could they kind of go about promoting themselves? Um, and there's only certain people that they, you know, that they talk to. Um, so he set up an interview with a Ukrainian um, sports sports uh, journalist uh, and posted on his his YouTube channel about three weeks ago. Um, I finally got through it. You know, it had some controversy at first because obviously, you know, he he doesn't speak very fluent English, uh, which you can tell if you listen to any of his post fights or any of his interviews. You know, it's always kind of broken and, you know, he's always kind of looking to his manager, Agus, to see, like, you know, you know, translate this correctly. So the natural translation of his first interview came off bad. Um, you know, he made some points that people took the wrong way, like judges were bribed and, you know, he didn't give Lopez any credit and things like that. So people were kind of, you know, you know, kind of dismissing him a little bit. Um, you know, I went back, they released, because, you know, they released a, an actual voiced over version in English. Um where he could go back and be like, yeah, this is this is what we said, not what, you know, Joe Schmo on ESPN Ringside's Twitter account, who we love, by the way, uh, you know, don't unfollow us because I, I referenced you guys, um, you know, because of how they interpreted it. But just a couple of things, you know, that he touched it. And again, I'm, you know, as we've been called, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger homosexual than you are, J.O., even though you got me into him. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I just say you're... You you're, said that an hour ago. You're... Uh... <laughs> No, I and uh, I said I, I I went back and rewatched the fight and gave yeah. Loma <laughs> gave Loma the, the the title. Yeah. But uh, no, you you definitely spent more money on it than I have. On him, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So a couple things. I you know I so I went I went last night. I I, I finished it. You know, it's about an hour. Um, some of it was just kind of talking about training, how he's recovering from his injury. Um, and they the couple some of the key hits. So. He was very adamant. He has no plans of moving back down to 130. Um, you know, a lot of the talk before the fight was, you know, Lomachenko, he's had to move. He's a natural 126. At 126, he is, you know, he's un, you know, he's untouchable. You know, he had to move up to 130 because, you know, nobody would fight him at 126. So he moved up to 130 to try to unify the titles. Um, you know, at 130, he was unbeatable. Uh, and he tried to organize a fight with Gervonta and they couldn't get it done. So, you know, he talked to his father, talked to his manager. They decided, well, we're going to move up again. And mainly because most of the titles were with top rank fighters, uh, except for one vacant. The WBC title was vacant, so they could try to work that out. And that's kind of how it works with the promotions, right? It's like, well, you know, if, if they control the fighters, then they can make fights happen. Whereas some of these other promotions... You know, the cross-promotional stuff is a lot harder to do unless the fighters really push for the fights. Um, so, you know, they go to 135, um, and, you know, he 
I, I guess you could say he wasn't, you know, obviously not as dominant because he's fighting guys that aren't his size. And that was kind of the point he brought up. He's like, but, you know, he's like, the talk of me moving down and I can't handle the weight class is still, he's like, I won three of the belts. Like, I took, you know, I took out Lenari. Like, and, you know, Lenar, Lenar, I don't care about these young guys that are coming up. You know, Lenares, Lenares has been a better, has been, a, you know, has a better career than any of those guys. Like, Lenares was a true He champion. really does. And he was, he, that was such a great fight. Oh, it really gosh. was. Um, and he tore his, he tore his labrum in the second round of that fight. And fought yeah. with one, fought with one, with one, uh, with one hand base, one arm what, base. He was a warrior that fight. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, there's no dismissing that. Then he goes through Pedraza and Pedraza's no slouch, you know. Um, yeah. He lost to Javante Davis a couple years earlier. Maybe it was only a year, but but it was Pedraza he, did. But yeah, but Pedraza moved all the way down to one thirty because you know that's that's what you have. You, if you're gonna fight under, if you're gonna fight the Mayweather guys, you're gonna fight under their terms. So he moved down to one thirty, um, which you know is a weight class below, maybe even two because Pedraza really he's at one forty now. Um, and uh, you know that was a tough fight. That was Loma's first fight back from the shoulder injury. Um, you know, I, I, you know, he, he had about 50, 50 seconds of probably the best boxing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and only because I didn't see Ali live. Like, obviously, you can see the fights on replays. But actually watching the fight, that 11th round sequence where he just is peppering Pedraza with combinations was just the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Um, and then he goes and he beats Luke Campbell. So he beats, he takes three of the belts. Um, and then he goes into the Lopez fight. And, you know, he loses the fight, obviously, by a unanimous decision. So um, we've talked about it. We didn't agree with the judges. Um, I had it as a draw. You actually, when you went back and looked at it, thought it, it easily could have been 8-4 Lomachenko, right, on the rounds. Isn't that what you had it at? Yeah, yeah. Not no, easily, but you, you, not you easily, watched it. But, but if you look at it through the lens of who's actually landing clean shots, and I thought Loma just didn't do himself any favors with his body language Correct. and made it look made yeah. it look like it anyway continue yeah well i was gonna say so you know forget the score like it, it, it's not this dot like the twitter world is acting like oh you know he got exposed to destroyed him it's like what fight were you watching like literally as you're watching it like i don't think anybody expected the scorecards to be as widespread as they are i don't know anyone that watched it and didn't think that lomachenko won every round in the second half of the fight outside of 12 which clearly lopez won right um yeah so, you know, for all these for all these Lomachenko hate whatever for whatever reason everyone hates Lomachenko, maybe it's just a thing where, you know, if guys are great, people hate on him, right? Um, you know, it is it is what it is. So you had the one nineteen, the one oh nine, which was funny because the the journalist was like, let's let's not even let's not even acknowledge that square card because God only knows no no one even knows what that woman was watching that night, that that was her score. Yeah. Um and Lomachenko went into it. He's like, yeah, listen, um, you know, I went in. Like, he, he, I don't like – and I don't like that he's using the shoulder as an excuse, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Like, he was fighting hurt. That's fine. He's like, you know, I, I you know, rewatched the fight five times. He's like, I clearly, you know, Lopez won one, three, four, five, and six. He's like, no question. He's like, six maybe could go either way, but let's give it to him. He's like, I won the second round. I, I, I don't know how you can go back and watch it and not say I won the second round. He goes, you know, at that point, I knew I was down. I was protecting my shoulder. shoulder. You know, I knew I had to get in and start letting it go. You know, and it took me a while to just start getting used to his reach and his, you know, and his speed to be able to know, like, how close he could get and just to kind of go into that data download that we talked about. Um, and he's like, he's like, and I won rounds, you know, I won round 7 and 11. And he's like, and, you know, he's like, no question, he won the 12th round. He's like, so it's 6-6. He's like, so, you know, when I say I didn't lose the fight, 
I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, you know, I, when you go back and watch it and like, you know, he, they reference Andre Ward and like some of the knowledgeable boxers and analysts that had the fight as a draw is like, you know, that's why I say I don't lose. He's like, when you go back and actually judge the fight, like if you know boxing, that's what it was. Um, you know, and then he kind of went on and was like, um, you know, I, he, he, you know, he didn't say the judges were bribed. He said, you know, the judges were biased. He's like, they tried, they, they, you know, they petitioned to get the New York, the, the, of course, the female judge was from New York, which is Lopez's hometown. They, when they signed the deal, they didn't want any judges from California, which is where Loma is when he's in the U.S., and they didn't want any judges from New York because they didn't want any, any bias there because Loma has had, he's had situations where he has had biased judging, most noticeable, no, most notably the Gary Russell Jr. fight where he absolutely dominated him 11 rounds and that you know that was a split decision that got changed basically to a unanimous decision i forget how i don't I forget how that works but anyway um and so he goes you know so he goes um he goes on he's like you know lopez you know he's talking all he wants you know every interview he says something different um you know he says he would have you know he would have he was put first he was gonna knock me out in three rounds and then he said oh you know he's like well why didn't he he's like he's like yeah okay like i didn't engage he's like but you know what about when I did engage in the second half of the fight? Why didn't he knock me out? Like where all this stuff, he's like, he's like, they know they got lucky and that's why they don't want to rematch. He's like, you know, they're at the top of the mountain. You know, they can, the only, they can only go down if they fight me again, because they saw what happened when I fought with one arm and, uh, you know, for all the noise they're talking, he's like, you know, they're, they don't want to get into it. Um, but then they'll sit, but then they say they can beat me a hundred times out of a hundred. And he, he actually was like, let me talk to you directly to He's like, fight me three times you know you're gonna fight me the second time i'm gonna take all those belts and then we're gonna fight a third time and i'm gonna keep the belts which i thought was a cool moment because low because low even said in the fight he's like i don't engage in trash talk you know another reason why i thought maybe the judges were biased because you know he doesn't he doesn't sell himself he doesn't he's not a big draw for revenue because he just doesn't trash talk again you've heard the same thing about terence crawford from bob Arum, like you know he he's not your prototypical gravante davis he's not your ryan garcia he's not out there overly promoting himself so like there's not a lot of money there with him even though he's one of the best boxers in the world um so that was kind of how he went through it so that was he never said the judges got bribed he just said they were biased and again i don't know how you, i don't know how you can argue that because somebody had a scorecard of 119 109 which is insane like that's just nuts and even even the other the the 117 like 111 scorecard was crazy um, yeah the, yeah they they were just they were just not accurate it's hard to imagine how you could even think yeah that. and 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 we talked about it too and it, it was just it's so and he his another great point and i don't know if you watched the video i emailed you this part to go to he said, and this is kind of, you know, when you think about it, you know, it, like if we're, if you have a draw at six rounds apiece in championship, when you're in championship fights, you're supposed to look at rounds 10, 11, and 12, the championship rounds. Whoever wins, whoever wins those three rounds is who's supposed to get the nod. He's like, I clearly, I won rounds 10, 11, and Lopez took 12. So that, again, this is why I say, I don't think I lost the fight. Um, and again, you can't argue that. Like, I thought that was interesting. Because it does make sense. Like you, you know, if you have a if you have if you think this fight's a draw, but you you have you know, you want to go with a winner, you look at the championship rounds. Um, and again, I don't think there's any argument there to to be had that you know he clearly won the back half of that of that fight. Um, you know, and you know, even in any, another interesting part of the interview was he even said like he said I don't like trash talking, but like I I have to, I'm doing that now, right? I'm doing this for a reason. So 
he's doing all this because he's now now he has to pull you know he has to be a little bit of team fimo and his dad and now he has to get out there and make noise so that people clamor for a rematch because they're not going to give him one they don't need to right like it's you know there wasn't a rematch clause so they're not entitled to give him one but now he's trying to get clamor for it so that people understand this wasn't some dominant fight that like they're trying to make it out to be like that, that definitely wasn't the case um and if you're such a tough guy, come fight me. Like, there's no other fight for you to have. You're not Tank Davis is a fight. You. Yeah, you know, I, I would love to sit down with one of these CompuBox guys because that, that that was a big part of this interview is is kind of Loma versus CompuBox. He actually didn't actually he actually didn't mention CompuBox in the interview, by the way. He, yeah, no, they 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 were tagging him on on uh, on Instagram. Yeah, this has like been that. like a back and forth battle. After this was a subsequent interview that he had where he mentioned CompuBox. But Correct. God, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I would like to sit down with one of these CompuBox people and just like see like in slow-mo so like literally just in a three-minute round take like 15 or 20 minutes in slow-mo and say okay this is um like does this count as landed or not you know and just and just really slow and be like look it hits it hits the guard like is that count as landed if it hits the guard like that and kind of go from there it, it would be interesting yeah, and well, and even it's funny because and Lomachenko posted some video and his like his like unofficial web uh, web Instagram with um, Alexander Usyk. They posted the rounds in slow mo to where you can see like there's there's things in the fight where when we watched it live, I thought Lopez was hitting him and driving him back into the ropes. Like Lopez isn't even touching him. Like Lopez yeah. is like like Loma is literally just like out working. You know, and that's just, that's what I when I rewatched it and and when somebody yeah. said that I forget I forget who said that and it made me go back and Might rewatch it. It was either Teddy Atlas or Loma himself, and I went. I was like, okay, that's two different people. Let me go. And I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, yeah, he's not even hitting him. Like he's just yeah, like, like Loma like, was just flinging himself against the ropes. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. like well, he, and he was just trying to. He was he was just you know he was protecting just, his you know, arm. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, you know, he was. That's where he was in the ring, and he was getting out of the way of of punches. So. um yeah, man. You know, I I'd like to see there be a rematch again. I you know, uh, I don't think like, Tio's not. I don't think Tio's gonna fight Devin Han- Han- Hanley. Um, he's been you know, he's been talking both sides out of his mouth about that fight. Um, this Cambosis fight in Australia, like you know, with COVID spiking again, God only knows if that actually can go down. So I'm hoping like Saudi Arabia just ponies up like fifty million dollars to get this rematch to happen. Um, so we can really see what the medal that Lomachenko has here um, to go against him, and the same with Tio. But yeah, um, all right. So that's all um, I wanted to say on the Loma fight. Um, I just cool. I meant to you know I meant to watch it a couple weeks ago. I just didn't get around to it. Um, I just thought those were uh, those were some interesting some interesting things. And he also didn't say he also didn't say I don't give Lopez any credit. He just said that he didn't he didn't fight any differently than I expected him to fight. That was his actual translation. But I I digress. Gotcha. Parlay time. Parlay <laughs> time. Oh man. Um. Okay. So do you do you know where you want to go right off the bat? No, you go first. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, so once once the NFL, I've been I've been talking about once the NFL ends, we I think we're gonna go to two games. This this three game stuff is gonna be insane. With no, there's no lines for half of the stuff that I want. Yeah, I, yeah. That might that might be a good idea. Um. That that might be a good idea. Um, so the Penguins hit the over when I, I had that last week, and they're actually four for four on the over. Okay. So 
Um, that's one I was looking at, uh, which, to your point, it's not even out yet. But they're playing the Rangers Friday and Sunday. Um, oh, wait, here, is it out? Is it out? Is it out? Um, it may have come out while we were talking. Hold on, let me click over. No, the 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 total's not even out yet, but um, I I think that's gonna be over. Um, they are they're like struggling on D. Um, their their young goalies are struggling. Uh, the Rangers that Shesterkin um, is that, am I saying his name right? Where'd it go? Um, Shesterkin, yeah, he he's a good goalie, but he he played one game and got touched up, and then came in in relief and stopped eight of eight. Um, but Oh, you know what? The Rangers have Jack Johnson as one of their defensemen. So, I yeah, I, I think that game's going to... I, I, I don't know that game. I think it's either going to be six or six and a half. I'd be surprised if it was seven. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I think that's over. The other one I was thinking of was... Where did it go? Um, um, I, I, I said it in, in the football one was uh, the Bills. So. Um, so, which one are you taking here? Uh, let's go with just because uh, I I sold myself with the Jack Johnson thing. I'm gonna say the Penguins over. That's a seven o'clock game on Friday. All right, and you want to take what, what did you, you got the Bills? They getting three and a half, or was it the Bucks getting three and a half? And the Bucks. Uh, it was the Bills getting three. I didn't look on my app. Oh, you know what? And now I forgot to say um on the Connor McGregor. McGregor was like minus 300 or something like that. And I just lost it. But, um, I'll look it up here now what the bills are on my app. But, um, which if anybody has any suggestions on betting apps, I have the bet rivers, which is our casino here in Pittsburgh. And it, this app sucks. So (laughs) if anybody has any suggestions, let me know. Um, the bills are plus three and the betters are taking the chiefs at minus minus three. That it's minus 117 at minus three and minus 104 at plus three for the bills hmm. what do you think for that let's make that our our group pick um bills i think the bills are gonna win uh, uh, money lines plus 145 i think the bills are gonna win and go to the super bowl let's go money line let's just get fucking crazy oh god all right i just felt that in my loins let's it, just do let's it. go let's, let's go it. let's do it let's let's be part of the we're gonna win this and we're gonna be doing uh diamond cutters through tables afterwards yeah, yeah, we are, we're going to be putting that on the Insta, just yeah. us jumping through tables. Except I'm going to screw us here. Uh, I guess I can't do this. I want to take I want to take a blind, the over in the Lakers-Bulls game, 9 o'clock well, why, Saturday Well, why night. not? I took the over in the Pens game blind. Okay, whatever. All right, we'll do it. Whatever the over is, we're going to take it on Saturday night. In the Lakers-Bulls? Yeah, Lakers-Bulls. Love it. All right, is that Saturday night? Yeah. Saturday night. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if we're gonna be able to. If I have to put the Penguins in, and the uh, like, I wonder if the over does the do they come out the night before? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. If we have to make separate bets, we'll make separate bets. Yeah, it's fine. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll figure we'll get it silly out. With it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, over in the Lakers, Bulls, over in the Penguins, and the Bills money line. Let's do it, baby. Woo woo! Let's go. I love it. All right. Ooh. Do I have a sip of this? Oh, finished nug number one. Got nug number two on ice. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. As I said, I'm on 
Nugget Nectar number two. Sweet. Um, I'm Why assuming you ship, you're sticking you with the uh, intergalactic planetarium. Are you allowed Whatever. to ship alcohol? What's that? You allowed to ship alcohol? Uh, I have no idea. Pennsylvania is so weird with the rules. Uh, I was going to say, you should ship me some of that. Be a good friend. I should just drive out and hang out for a day. You should. Why don't you do that? Drive the six hours. I'm always driving to you. Jesus. <sighs> um, yeah. I mean, well, I put all the work in when I was young and didn't have kids. Like, when we went and saw Hobbit and King of Prussia. But that's just because, like, high-tech movie theaters don't exist in mid in uh, western Pennsylvania. Or didn't at the time. Yeah, and, and truth be told, uh, the cool story. The reason why we went out to um, King of Prussia was... Um, oh, who was the director, dude? Peter um, Jackson. Okay, yeah, that's right. Peter Jackson... Um, they they it was that hfr that 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 yeah, spe special pretty, high frame rate that they shot it in yeah and there was only four uh theaters on the east coast that had the technology and one of them was king of prussia and yep. i was like dude we're just we're just going we're doing it and so it was like imax and hfr it was wild um so that was cool um cool sidebar um yeah, anyway man. so um we um are here with with the, with the new president in office, we are here to talk about our top five cinematic presidents. Oh yeah! Hail to the chief! I, I don't know why, but I I forget. I want to say it was like, um, um, married with children. And I can't remember if that was it or not, but I just think of hail to the chief. He's the chief and he needs hailing. I, I don't. Was it family guy? Was it? I don't remember the where I got that, but that's all I think about every time I hear that song. I think it was family guy. <laughs> if anybody remembers, help, help us out. Um, yeah, I think it was family guy. Anyway, before we launch into this too, I wanted to I wanted to redeem myself from last week. Um, I think I was too hard on Mystery Alaska, and and like yeah, I mentioned were, on the pod last week, I I kind of just binged that like well you don't binge a movie but I just like stuffed that in, uh real quick, before the pod and uh, n now that I'm like gotten like a few days out of of watching it for the first time like you don't judge those goofy sports movies by like how realistic they are. And obviously it's not realistic. I mean, just think if we held that standard of happy Gilmore or anything else. And like, it was funny. Like, like them, like it's so funny, like that dude sliding in his jock out on the ice and like, Oh, there was just so much funny stuff. Yeah. So I have to recant some of my, 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 uh, Murtaugh bitterness, uh, on, on some of that, so. the the one line the one line comedy of it alone just makes <laughs> yeah. it tremendous. Like that, that that that's so much more that's so much more important to the movie than the ridiculous notion that the Rangers would come out and play a pond hockey. Yeah, I mean, like like I think I mentioned to you offline was I I think the way I'd say it is like there's things I would change about it, but it was still hilarious. Ah, so good, so good. All right, now back to the top five presidents um you want me to kick off or you want to go first kick off because my number five i got two video clips and i'm playing them both I don't oh i love it okay <laughs> my number five and and i know this is going to hit a nerve with some people and i love it president camacho 
from Idiocracy. Now, he's played by Terry Crews. Um, Drew, have you ever seen Idiocracy? I was going to say, what the F is that? Oh, my gosh. It is a cult classic with Luke Wilson. And what happens is Luke Wilson works for the government. He's just like a stiff working in a cubicle for the for the federal government. He has no family. And it's like a slapstick comedy. And so he volunteers for this program where he's cryogenically frozen until like the year like 2300 or something like that. And um, so he does that and goes in cryogenic freezing. And then um, in the meanwhile, um, basically what happens to society is like all like the like kind of like trashy people of society just keep having all these. It's a really hilarious opening scene where they show like the family trees like populating. And so like all the trashy people of society are like like sleeping with their sister and their brother their their sister like their in-laws and all this stuff and like their family trees just like going crazy and like you know there's like they're like crisscrossing family trees and like just overpopulating with all these idiots like in the trailer park i think it is and then you have like these like well-off people who are like oh no like you can't have a baby in this market you know it's just that's just crazy talk and then, like, we, we got to wait till the stocks bounce back. And then, like, so, like, it, and it just goes back and forth between, like, the sophisticated people and the trashy people. And, like, huh. the trashy people just keep populating. And then, um, then, like, the sophisticated people realize that they, like, aren't good at having sex or something like that. So they're going to try in vitro. And then the husband actually dies from jerking it and, and like giving himself a heart attack, and so their family tree actually goes minus one, while the, like the idiots like just keep populating the earth. Okay. So by the time they get to the year twenty three hundred, it's just it's just idiots populating the earth, <laughs> and so the pres president Camacho is basically like a WWF wrestler type guy. Like he plays like theme music when he comes out, and like it's Terry Crews like flexing his chest and stuff. And basically, there's a drought because they um, are they they say that you know the plants need Gatorade because electrolytes are good, and and Luke Wilson just out of neglect of wherever he's frozen just comes out of of cryogenic freezing and he's like, what the hell's going on around here? And he like knows common sense like plants need water and they think he's like a scientist and he's like God and all this stuff and he's like. He's, like, just telling these people, like, basic stuff because people have lost, like, just normal, everyday knowledge just from being idiots. So it's, sure. And it's called Idiocracy. So it's 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 hilarious. Like I said, it has a nice cult following. Luke Wilson um, and uh, Terry Crews. So it, uh, President Camacho, just hilarious. Uh, yeah, Fidelio on that one, bro. Definitely going to check that movie out. You honestly should. It's it's funny. <laughs> do what you do. You know what year that was in, by any chance? Uh, I man, I know. I'm pretty sure I was watching it in college. So I want to say like 20 years ago, maybe. I'll, I'll pull that up. Go ahead and do yours. All right. So mine, mine's kind of fun because <laughs> I don't even know what president he was. He's. I'm actually picking the actor Stanley Anderson. So he actually played the president in both Armageddon and The Rock. And I just think this is funny because you know how I said Nick Cage was like the same play, the same role for like five years. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he is the president that has exactly 
two or three scenes both directed by Michael Bay within two years ago, <laughs> and he basically makes the same speech. So Get here's out. I'm playing I, them both. Hey, here's Idiocracy's his... 2006, by the way. Okay. Um, so yeah. So here's here's his speech from The Rock. past few hours have been the longest, darkest of my life. How does one weigh human life? One million civilians against 81 hostages. And in the middle, Frank Hummel. That we have ignored, abandoned, or marginalized a great soldier like Frank Hummel. And that American boys have paid for that neglect and blood is equally real and equally tragic. We are at war with terror. Fighting war means casualties. This is the worst call I've ever had to make. Airstrike approved. approved. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's he say? I was like, send in the nukes or something. Yeah, airstrike airstrike approved. approved. Which is just awesome. Uh, yeah, all right. So what's the next one? Yeah, so here's this. So basically, Michael Bay's like, all right. Uh, so this time, instead of a terrorist, uh, I got this giant meteorite uh, asteroid coming to Earth. Let me let me just basically kind of go to the synonym section of the thesaurus on Microsoft Word and just kind of mix this up a little bit. Bible calls this day Armageddon, the end of all things. And yet, for the first time in the history of the planet, a species has the technology. All of you praying with us need to know that everything that can be done to prevent this disaster is being called into service. The human thirst for excellence, knowledge, every step up the ladder of science, every adventurous reach into space all of our combined modern technologies and imaginations even the wars that we fought have provided us the tools to wage this terrible battle through all the chaos that is our history through all of the wrongs and the discord through all of the pain and suffering through all of our times there is one thing that has nourished our souls and elevated our species above its origins. And that is our courage. Dreams of an entire planet. Oh, God. I mean, the guy, he literally, he literally has similar. two scenes of both movies, and he's just awesome. I'm giving I him number five. I, I didn't think that those were that similar. Well, whatever. He's just giving a speech. That's his scene. He gives a speech. <laughs> It's close enough. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> oh god. Okay. <laughs> but um, dude, he's dude. It's awesome. By the way, that that may be one of my like top ten favorite scenes in movie history. That scene in Armageddon. By the way, but go ahead. With the president's speech. Yeah. Like, well, because oh, wow. you can't see because like all the you know, uh, you know, Bruce Willis. I remember they're his, like showing everyone around the world yeah, Bruce, and everything. Well, yeah, yeah. Bruce Bruce Willis and his oil drigger or oil the the oil drillers. They're like getting suited up and they're all headed to the to the airstrip field. Um, it's really cool. There's there, there that movie stinks, but there's like five awesome scenes throughout. So yeah, I, I I never understood why they 
tried to teach oil drillers how to be astronauts and not astronauts how to drill oil. Because but, you know. because drilling is a science, man. I've been doing it my <laughs> whole life, and even I don't have it right. You can't send these guys up there with my drill and expect results. <laughs> that was my Bruce Willis. It wasn't very good. Um, all right, so my number four. And th- I, this might be a little bit cheating, but I don't care. Um, Go ahead. Paul Giamatti playing John Adams in the HBO. Oh, I like it. That was, he, was, he, was on my honorable, he was on my honorable mention. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, so now I don't even know that he's the actual president. He, I don't think he actually takes the presidency in the show. I can't remember. So, I don't think he does. Like he's overseas while while uh like the, while they're fighting for independence and they've gained okay. independence. So so it's definitely cheating. But That's like true. Paul Giamatti was just so good in that. So um yeah exactly. This is screw it. It was uh, now I guess it nah because he wasn't even in office at the end when they show his death. So um yeah I, it was if you've never seen the series very good. I like it. Um who's your number four? So my number four is Dave Kovic slash President Bill Mitchell in the movie Dave. Um, you've never seen this. I think we talked about it last week. Um, we, didn't yeah. even, we didn't even know we were doing this topic, but I brought it up. So uh, I think this movie came out in 1992. Um, Dave Kovic is played by Kevin Klein, and he basically looks just like the current president of the United States. And he does – I think he's like a – I want to say he does some type of social work, um, but on the side he does like you know appearances and little gigs, pretending to be the president, like that guy who like looked just like Bill Clinton did for um, a number oh, of yeah. years. Um, and so basically, the president, uh, you know, he has uh, he has a lady friend on the side, so you know he tries to get um, doubles to uh, <laughs> to take his place at certain events. So uh, Dave gets picked to to do that, and uh, on this particular night of a rendezvous, the president actually has a stroke uh, post coitus. So Dave actually the um, I think the chief of staff I, I think his two his two highest members of his chief of staff, um, one who is planning on running for president um, next the next term, basically decide well we're not going to tell the world we're going to we're going to use this this this, uh, this guy who impersonates the president to actually pretend he's the president and he's basically going to be our puppet um it's a comedy like it's really funny kevin klein does a great job um and it actually i think this is ving rames's like breakout movie he he plays the head head of secret service for the president and he's awesome in it um i'm a big kevin klein fan i think he's really you know he he's an underrated uh, comedic actor in that like early 90s mid 90s period um and the actual, you know, the actual like line of it is, uh, or synopsis: a presidential impersonator actually becomes the president without the world knowing. Uh, it's crazy. It might work. Uh, you know, he, it's a it's a film that becomes one of the most endearing of Klein's stellar acting career. Um, you know, I check it out. I, you, I think you'll like it. It's 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 friggin' hilarious. Sigourney Weaver plays the first lady. Um, yeah, it's really good. So he's my number four. Cool. Um, my number three was, and, and this is a little bit of an upset, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stick by this president Whitmore, uh, Bill Pullman in, uh, independence day. Uh, oh, too I, early. I, too I early. know. I feel like most people have his number one just cause this speech was so good, but, uh, Bill Pullman was great, uh, in that movie and resurrected himself with the sinner. Uh, season one was, was very good. 
Um, but season two was basically he was like the the star of season two. I haven't seen season three, and I'm not sure if he if he himself is even in season three. Um, but season one and season two of the center was very good. But um, President Whitmore, yeah, just what probably the greatest single speech by a president in cinema history. Did you say? Did you say speech? I did. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the, into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our independence day. So good. <laughs> Randy Quaid just frunkily just <laughs> shouting out there. Oh, so hey, you alien assholes! I'm back. back. Oh man, <laughs> so good, so good. Um, yeah, it's early. I'm. Uh, I'll. I'll. Well, I guess whatever. It's fine. maybe should your, have been number that was two. Your but three, that was your three, right? It was my three. Maybe should have been number two. Two and three were were, were flip floppy for me. But yeah, number three. So who's your number three? Uh, my number three is Jed Bartlett from West Wing. Uh, Martin okay. Sheen plays the president. Probably, probably a top five all-time TV show. I think. Um, if not, it's right there. Uh, you know, on the on the outside. I've never watched in. it, but I, I've heard great things. My, my mom, my brother, my brother. I mean, you know, my brother's a um, you know big political political guy. Um, they watched it religiously. I you know I've I probably caught half the episodes just from them watching it. Um, He's he's tremendous, and even even a side character, John John Goodman, actually uh, takes the or takes the powers of president for like three episodes, and he is f- phenomenal in it. So even the show was so good. I think Aaron Sorkin, I think, wrote it. Um, the show was so good that even another guy stood in, stepped in as president and was equally as just amazing. So uh, yeah, Jed Jed Bartlett uh, takes my number three. Nice uh, nice nice little role there for uh, for Martin Sheen. He played it uh, played it perfectly nice um my number two was president palmer the first president in 24 uh dennis haysbert um man which guy's he uh which guy's he dennis haysbert that's the guy that is um from major league um uh serrant pedro sir yeah yeah serrano yeah And, and so um he just does a phenomenal job and um He's in it for a couple seasons. Uh, there was a guy uh, that has played his brother that w- that was really good, and, and I was late to the game on Twenty Four. I just watched it in the past couple years. Um, I, I I well, let me say this. I want to say like I forget. Say there was eight seasons. I forget how many there was. I I picked it up live around like season six, seven, eight, something like that. 
and I didn't go back and rewatch the watch it all the way through until recently. I want to say like 2018, 2019. Okay. And um, dude, I the writing I loved 24. It was one yeah. of my one of my all time favorites for sure. And and President Palmer was was awesome in that. I mean. Dennis Haysbert was so good. So, um, like I said, maybe could have flip-flopped him with, with uh, Bill Pullman as President Whitmore, but both of them kind of right there. Okay. And then they, the one season where they, uh, our guy from Walking Dead who uh, disappeared and we're still waiting for him to show up, he like he, he filled in once for a season, didn't he? For, oh, I for heard, 24. I heard yeah, his name. They did. Uh, what well, wasn't his name? Uh, oh, On The Walking shoot. Dead. I can't remember his the name. name. Uh, it was with an S. Was it Seth or Sean or... I definitely not. That's definitely not a thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll think of it as we're going. Yeah, you know I didn't watch that season. Um, uh, just because it wasn't it wasn't. Um, it was like it was supposed. To, yeah, it was like a spinoff, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know because I didn't watch it. Oh, gotcha. All right. Not to get too uh, too off top. I'm trying to I be I am IMBDB that real uh, real quick before I have to. Go. I'll get that. You go ahead and do your number two. All right. Well, my my number two is. Uh, our man uh, Thomas J. Whitmore from uh, from Independence Day by Bill Pullman, and I only had him at number two. I mean, my number one, I'll, I'll explain why. But my number two was one. Um, I lo- I don't think I don't know that I liked him the best in the movie. Which maybe that's not fair. That's not what we were going by. But I think you know Will Will Smith is just so awesome in this, and there's there's so many actors that really steal the screen. Like that, you know he. Yeah, I I didn't have him as my all time number one on that. Um, but Smith Goldblum and even even Randy Quaid are all just so amazing that uh, it takes away a little, like you don't I don't think you appreciate him as much outside of that speech. But he he is phenomenal throughout it. But I did I did give him my number my number two. Cool. Um, I haven't been able to, to grab that thing yet. It's um, all right. Who's your who do you got at one man? My number one. This is a major upset. I don't think anybody has this as number one. I don't even know where you're going because you haven't you haven't seen what my number one's going to be so. Yeah, no, and, and um, I, I know no one has his number one, but I don't care. From 24 again, President Taylor, Cherry Jones, uh, female president. Um, dude, she was just, and maybe, I don't know why, but, like, I just freaking loved her as the president in 24. She was she was so, like, resolute, like, it, like throughout. And I think she was the president for two seasons um and the, the the decisions that she had to make as president in 24 were i it was just so ca- she was captivating up there and man I, like honestly like looking through and like i had to question myself like two or three times putting her as number one but like yeah i probably would want i probably would want her as the president of all the ones that i was looking at like she it was just she was so so good as the president like she acted her ass off as the president it was awesome so i'm I'm going with cherry jones which oddly enough cmu connection little carnegie mellon i didn't realize that she was a cmu grad out of pittsburgh but uh she's i think she's from tennessee but um yeah man i i'm going with 24 president taylor uh cherry jones my my two honorable mentions were president heller uh, on 24 that he that that was uh uh, William um, uh, De- De- Devane or whatever his name is, and uh, he he did really good. Um, and then I haven't. I actually, <laughs> so 
I actually haven't watched uh, the whole movie of Air Force One, James Marshall. Um, I've only seen like bits and pieces here and there, but uh, okay. I mean, it has the iconic scene of what, what's he say, "Get off my plane" or whatever. Get off so, my plane. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I shame on me for having never sit down to watch the whole thing, but you know, Harrison Ford's great. So um, anyway, that's that's that concludes my list. Yeah, my uh, my honorable mentions were. Um, Giamatti, who you already mentioned, um, Danny Glover in 2012, he's really good. Like, um, he doesn't have a huge role in the movie, but you know, he basically go, he has the chance to go away on these giant ships that are going to float on the ice caps as the world basically, uh, you know, melt the earth's core melts. And he decides I'm going to, I'm going to stay in DC and sink with the ship. Um, so it's great scenes that he's in there. Um, and then my other one was, which is stupid. The movie was so awful. I thought, even though I think a lot of people liked it. James Dale, played by uh, good old Jack Jack Nicholson in uh, the movie Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. Um, I know people love him, and I I don't understand. I mean, that. he's he's amazing. I love him. The movie that movie was god awful. Yeah, but that movie was yeah. That's what uh, I mean. it was terrible. But he's understand. just awesome. Um, any hoodles. My my number one. You I mean you hit it on the head there. Uh, James Marshall, Air Force One. Uh, Harrison Ford saving the day as the U.S. president fighting off terrorists as they hijack Air Force One. Um, I can't remember if they were Russians. Gary Oldman is the uh, is the main bad guy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I think it was my first sneeze of the podcast. That's all right. You know, you could have professionally muted it like I did when I sneezed, but that's okay. No, you went a different okay. route. That's fine. Um, yeah, and so yeah, so these guys these guys hijack the plane because they at the beginning of the, the movie. Their uh, their leader gets taken uh, captive in a U.S. black op mission, and you know they want him released, so they take uh, they take control of uh, Air Force One. Um, and Harrison Ford uh, used to be, I think he he was he was in the military at one point, so he's got he's got that training, and uh, you know he doesn't abandon the ship either. Plus, his wife and daughter are on board, and he's just taking out one terrorist like one at a time until it's the final showdown. Um, and I was trying to debate who's like when I was debating him and Bill Pullman for number one here. I was like, you know, well, who took, who who really defeated the bigger enemy? And I decided that it was harder to uh, kill and defeat uh, Gary Oldman than it was to defeat uh, some aliens. So I, I ultimately gave to, to to Harrison Ford. It was harder to kill who than some aliens? Gary Gary Oldman. Why would you say that? Because Gary Oldman's awesome and he's badass and he's British. Yeah, but they were aliens. Uh. Yeah, I understand. Okay. Yeah, man. Dude, don't don't question me. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm not questioning you anymore. By the way, his name was Heath. Heath? Heath from Walking Dead. Really? Yeah, Heath. <laughs> I I was I was I was frantically searching for it, so I'm glad you found it. It's okay. Um Anywho. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think that that concludes this edition. Do I have any beer left? Hold on. Oh, one, maybe one last gulp. This uh, this this intergalactic warrior was pretty good. Oh yeah, nugget nectar. I I'm crushing these. I'm gonna have to go get another fifteen pack. Must be nice. Mm. Must mm. be mm. nice. Mm. Mm. Ah, sorry. Had had to chug. Ah, Drew. Great talk, brother. See you out there. Big kisses.